Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Yes, thanks for joining us for another edition of Mobile Rolling, proudly brought to you by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Let's go straight to Melton because they've got a busy trial session taking place today. And there's Queensland interest in this trial session as well. Majestuoso is the star trotter in the country. He's trained by Andy Gath. And as we know, there's a possibility that Majestuoso could be headed our way. Andy Gath joins us online now. Andy, appreciate the time. Yeah, not a problem. Thanks, Chris. Uh, we were talking a couple of weeks ago. You mentioned that there was some sort of possibility that uh, you could be headed this way. We were expecting you to come up with Catch Away. He's having a little ease up. So Majestuoso came into the conversation and there are a couple of races that fit his sort of uh, criteria. So is it starting to gain momentum, a, a Queensland trip with Majestuoso? Well, it probably is. We're really happy with him. He's come to hand really quick and, you know, been pretty excited with his work so far this time in. Um, the plan was to trial him actually um, today, but I decided I was just going to base him on Saturday. Uh, we thought probably the trial and the race on Saturday felt a little bit close together, but um, yeah, he's ready to go and he's in really good order. So um, yeah, and obviously you've been owned up in Queensland, uh, given all my opportunity to watch him race. So it's still on the agenda, but obviously we'll just uh, have to play it by ear a little bit. Okay. Just with that trial today, there, there was only, what, three runners in that trial anyway. So were you gain, going to gain anything from that trial if it did go ahead? Probably not. And weather forecast not great down here and, we saw a window of opportunity. We haven't had any rain yet, so uh, we thought uh, we'd fast working today just in case uh, <laughs> the trials sort of got washed out. So, um, yeah, it's looking a little bit ominous just before I leave. But, um, yeah, but I'm sure, you know, he, he, he's right to go Saturday night and we'll see the best version of him uh, Saturday night and we'll just sort of go through the motions and, we, you know, bearing in mind that, you know, we're pretty keen to getting up to Queensland. And just for the punters that are listening and looking to, to the weekend at Melton, uh, he's a horse that looks like comes to hand quickly. So is that the case? Yeah, it does. You know, we probably thought he, you know, wouldn't be quite ready for this week, but his work suggests otherwise. And, yeah, so, um, yeah, no, he has come to hand really good. He, you know, he's just got natural ability and runs time quite easily. So, um, yeah, no, he's a, he's a quality horse and looking forward to getting back at the racetrack. I've got to ask the question, 25 wins from 50 starts, so it's a fantastic strike rate. Is he the best trotter in the country right now? Um, yeah, I think for sure ability, you know, he's right up there. Obviously, have great respect for I'm Ready Jet, and there's plenty of other, you know, the four-year-old trotters coming through are quite quite good. Um, you know, with Parisian Artis, Loxley's lover, out of Aaron Zeus, who I haven't seen yet, so... Um, Mufasa Metro. So there's plenty of, you know, good young trotters coming through, which is, you know, always going to bridge the gap. It's going to get harder. But, yeah, I probably wouldn't be swapping him with anything. OK. He's still a young horse and he's got earnings just shy of, what, $600,000. You've had a million-dollar trotter earner before in Tornado Valley. This guy's still young, and I don't want to put too much pressure on, but, you know, with a little bit of luck, there's every chance that he could bust a million dollars himself. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. He's got, um, yeah, he's still got plenty ahead of him. Uh, he hasn't been over a race. He, you know, he's luckily he's been quite a sound horse his whole life, and hopefully that can can continue. So he's really only sort of had 12 months in open company, and yeah, he's been able to win, you know, a lot of good money since. So, um, so hopefully, um, yeah, he's got a little bit more to go. Okay, as you outlined, he's raced by Norman Jenkins, who's based on the Gold Coast. Just looking ahead with Queensland, 
would it be one or two races that we'd see Majestuoso racing up here? Yeah, probably just a mobile, I'd say. I think the standing start um, race, you know, I don't really like racing off big handicaps. So if he does come up, it'll only be the, be the one race. And, you know, if he does come up, we'll probably bring Tango Taro with him. He's probably just a notch below the really good ones. But, he, you know, he can sort of hold his own or it might be in a suitable race for him as well. So, um, yeah, so um, we won't let him travel by himself. We'll bring something with him. But I'm guessing that that horse will probably be Tango Tara. Okay. And with the Queensland campaign for Majestuoso, how important do you think this is going to be for him going ahead? He's got the end of the million in his own backyard later this year, but just for that experience to get away, travel, how important will it be? Yeah, I think it could be, um, not that we have to make him any better, but sometimes a trip away does make him a little bit better. He's quite a nervous little horse. He gets quite nervous at the races before he races and um, yeah, you've got to sort of walk around eggshells around him. He's a bit of a spooky little horse, but he has come a long way from what he was. But sometimes a trip away can just sort of make him a lot better and a lot more relaxed. So that's the main reason for going. And it sort of fits in good with our program. There's no sort of really big races on here. So given the opportunity that, you know, we're just making that, might making that a little bit better, you know, is the main reason we sort of want to get him up there. And just talking about the Inter-Dominion long term, uh, the announcement came through just what last week or the week prior about the increased stake for the Inter-Dominion. That must have been music to your ears. Yeah, it's more music to Norm's ears. Now, again, obviously, um, there's too big a gap between the Pacers and the Trotters, and it's good that Harness Racing Victoria put an extra 100000 towards it. Um, you, you know, since we've had the Trotters back for the Inter-Dominion, uh, you, you know, to coincide with the Pacers, I think it's been so much better. And again, um, you know, all series have been pretty good. So, um, yeah, no, it's fortunate that we've got an extra, extra money to race for. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just on, on that race this Saturday night, uh, what was the opposition like? Fields will be out soon, but uh, what was the uh, the other nominations like? Was it a strong race? Um, yeah, it was strong enough. It probably death tried to drop, drop away a little bit. Um, Ultimate stride has come back really well for Chris Lang, and obviously he's going to be our main competition. Uh, sometimes courage, wobbly. Uh, they're always pretty tough to beat. So, um, yeah, one, he's going to draw outside the back row, I think, because draws on a national rating. So it will never be easy, but he goes pretty well first up. And, again, we're going to be more happy with his work at home. That's why he's um, at the races um, probably a week beforehand. So, um, yeah, no, pretty excited for getting back. Yeah, sounds good with Majestuoso. As I mentioned, we were hoping to see you during our carnival this year, but we're all thinking catch away. He's gone to the paddock. Uh, how long will he have off, and uh, what's the next big aim with him? Yeah, we'll probably, um, I'll probably actually pick him up tomorrow, actually, which means he's probably had, you know, just probably uh, 18 days off. Um, yeah, he's um, probably the Victorian Derby uh, is his next big main aim. I mean, it's, it's away a little bit. We'll, we'll be, they've been programming a fair few three-year-old Metro races lately, so he'll be able to race in a couple of them, just sort of give a little bit more race experience into him. Okay. Being a parochial Queenslander, uh, I think our depth up here as far as the three-year-old boys is concerned is really, really strong. With you being up here with Majestuoso, you're going to get a, uh, a bird's-eye view of the talent up here. So you might be able to do a little bit of a scouting mission for the Victoria Derby with a few of the locals up here. No, they can stay up there. They, <laughs> there's a lot of good ones up there, obviously. But again, um, <laughs> uh, we, 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 all, we all like competition and the better the competition... Uh, the better it is for everyone. So, uh, yeah, no, there's a quality, there's a great batch of three-year-olds in Queensland this season and, you know, their derby's going to be a great, you know, keenly contested affair as well.
But in all seriousness, for those listening this morning, uh, catch away. Where does he sit for you right now? Yeah, again, it's very, you know, there's a huge boom on him. Probably the way he races, he sort of gets, um, you know, he's a pretty exciting horse to watch race. He's got terrific uh, speed and he runs speed easily. He's got a fair few quirks, but he's getting rid of a few of them as he gets older. So, yeah, no, he's potentially, you know, pacer-wise, he's probably potentially the best pacer I've ever trained. He's still got a lot more to prove yet. But, again, he's um, got a very caring owner that's happy to look after him. And we know he's eligible for a lot of big races. He won't race into all of them. So, yeah, we'll just pick and choose what's best for him at the time and give him a great opportunity to develop him, you know, hopefully a grand circuit horse going forward. But, you know, it's pretty exciting, uh, the future with him, what he, what he could bring. Is the Eureka an obvious target next year? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, yeah, obviously, um, to have a horse like this and then they put on a $2 million race is pretty exciting. Um, yeah, we don't have to go looking for one. We've got one in our backyard. So, um, again, there's plenty to go before that. You know, there's a Victorian Derby. There's a British Crown for three rolls. There's a Vic Red. There's a Chariots of Fire. So, there's plenty of opportunities for him to race. And, obviously, um, you, you know, the Eureka... So it's, you know, firmly on our sides. All right. One of the other horses I just wanted to ask about this morning, I thought there may have been a possibility he might have been the travelling companion for Majestuoso, is Vintage Cheddar. He's a former Kiwi. He's won four of his five starts for you, but we haven't seen him since early April. Any update on him? Yeah, uh, his last night he actually had a great three bleed and he got stood down 28 days. So um, we decided to turn him out for six weeks and he's only come back. He's been back in work for about 10 days now. So, yeah, he, he won't be ready. But obviously um, uh, he proved that he's a pretty quality horse. To, you know, any horse wouldn't four in a row, but wouldn't four metro races in a row. It's not easy to do. So, um, yeah, we're looking forward to getting him back. But, you know, it's going to be a while to get him back at the races. But um, So, yeah, Queensland's not on the table for him. So, But hopefully he can still do a good job going forward for Norm as well. Do you look at the end of Dominion later in the year for him? Yeah, no, I think definitely. I think him and Tango Tower um, both capable of sort of making the final. Um, might not be good enough to win it, but who knows that Bonsal Benjamin won the final this year. So um, you can only win it by being in it, but, you know, I think they're both really quality horses that, given the right draws, they're capable of qualifying for the final anyway. All right, excellent. Uh, and just uh, finally, in wrapping up, your wife, Kate, there's a possibility that she could be headed to New York for the marathon. Are you going to be heading over with Kate? No, I'll be staying at home. Uh, never got invited, never got asked. Uh, so she's obviously got someone else going in her bags. But um, no, um, sort of in the middle of our Brutus Crown. And unfortunately, she's going to have to give up one of the drives on Catch a Wave if, if we choose to go in the Brutus Crown with him. The heats are on while she's over oh. there in New York. So, um, yeah, so it'll be a good opportunity there for someone. But yeah, I'll, I'll probably have to stay and look after the stables while she's there, you know, raising money for eBay. Yeah, well, I don't think uh, you're going to uh, find it difficult to find a replacement. I think the phone might be ringing hot. Yeah, no, again, so, um, yeah, it's, it's only the heat. So a bit of pressure on the driver, whoever drives him anyway. They've got to make sure they get him into the semifinals. Yeah, too right. Hey, Andy, really appreciate the time. Uh, hopefully everything goes to plan this weekend with Majestuoso. Looking forward to seeing him up here during our carnival. That, that would be a, a great draw card for a trotter of his ability to be here in the Sunshine State. So hopefully everything goes to plan. Yeah, uh, thanks a lot, Chris.
was mentioned, the Tab Eureka, September of next year, and Catch a Wave is actually equal favourite for that race, Chris, with Leap to Fame, both $9 each of two. Interesting interview there with Andy Gath. Our next guest is with us, Chris, Luke Whittaker, joining us on Mobile Rolling. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Luke Whittaker was in the winning circle on Saturday night at Albion Park, and he, he landed a bit of a, uh, a blowout or a, a knockout punch for, for punters because it was a blowout result with Wee Man Trouble, who's a former Group 1 winner, He's recently out of retirement, but uh, he's come back and he's come back with vengeance. His form of late has been outstanding. And Luke Whitaker had the winning drive for Shannon Price and Scott Miller. Luke, good morning. Congratulations. Morning, Chris. How are you? I'm really well. That must have been a bit of a buzz for you there on the weekend. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a great thrill, actually, uh, winning my first Saturday uh, night drive. So, um, yeah, pretty stoked to do it for Shannon and Scott, too. It was a great thrill. Yeah, absolutely. The time was good, 55.8. Not far outside of the track record for the uh, for the Trotters. Greg the Great, I think, has the record at 55.1. So he was certainly moving along there. Yeah, they were. Like, the tempo uh, really helped him. You know, he's got quite a quite a good turn of foot that last 200 metres. And after I uh, got off the fence, I knew he's, he was always going to be a big hope uh, the way he'd gone the last start behind Van Sanks. So... Um, the camp weren't surprised by the win and uh, they were happy to get that win, you know, uh, 12, 12 months after he's been back from injury. So they're really happy. Yeah. Uh, his form since coming back has been good. Sectionally, he's been really strong. So in many ways, it wasn't a complete shock that he was able to get the job done. I tell you what, you no. gave him a lovely drive. Drawn the inside of the second row, you put him in the right spot. Yeah, I was pretty lucky, Chris. We I talked to Shannon before the race and we sort of, did not didn't know where I was going to end up, but um, when Grant's trotter uh, galloped early, I um, you know pushed him through, and he got a, he got a great run behind to Fahrenheit. So from there, he was always in big striking position. So at the top of the straight, you're, you're tracking up behind Sir Fahrenheit. You peel off his back. Uh, did you did you feel confident? Yeah, I did actually. From the quarter, he he's been travelling really good lately, and um, especially from last start, I knew if I was was you know a couple of lengths off the leaders i wouldn't be wouldn't be far away and, and when he come out he, he just to be honest he jogged it really in the end mm. so two drives for, on uh, we man trouble for you now second and then that win on saturday night uh this would be a nice drive to retain over the next couple of months with some nice races just around the corner yeah for sure hopefully uh shannon and scott they uh keep me on because i think van sank and um, Wee Man Trouble um, target the mobile races around the carnival, so he's a he's a pretty nice pickup drive, and I can't thank them enough for it. He looks like he's a, a, a fun horse to drive. He's not the biggest trotter, but uh, he just looks like uh, he's a, a fun horse to be around. He is. He's actually very quirky at times. He like the first lap in the warm up, all he tried to do was was uh, boot me out the cart. So he has got his quirks, but um, when it gets down to business, yeah, he, he's a really lovely horse to drive. Okay, so that's the obvious target uh, with those uh, trotting features coming up, the mobile start races. They're, they're the target? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think Shannon and Scott have set out a um, couple of the big $50,000 races around the carnival. So um, the way uh, him and Van Sang are going, they'll, they'll be very competitive in those races. Okay. You mentioned early that was your first Saturday night win. How many Saturday night drives have you had? Uh, I've only had a, probably half a dozen since being here. I did I did drive a 
few uh, nights and premier nights in New Zealand. So, um, yeah, it was, it was good to get that one on the board anyway. Okay. And as you outlined, you recently uh, switched camps. You're now with uh, Shannon Price and Scott Miller. How are you finding Yeah, it's, uh, it's been great, Chris. Uh, they've got very good, very good stock. They've only got um, about 15 horses in work, but they have uh, got a very nice team around you. So when you're waking up in the morning and uh, work, work horses like Speak the Truth and some moment somewhere in the two trotters, um, yeah, it makes life a lot easier. Well, you've got that rapport with them uh, from a previous campaign that you had when you came over many years ago with, uh, was it Delightful Memphis? Yeah, Delightful Memphis and Rocker Band when I come over with Mark Jones. I think it was four years ago, so time flies when you're having fun. But, yeah, it's, it's great to be back. And, um, you know, Shannon and Scott have always been very good to me. And um, even in the four years, I've always kept in contact. So I said to Shannon, one day I'll come back and work for you. And it turned, just turned out that way, so... Yeah, excellent. Big night for the family overall because you're in the winner's circle driving Wee Man Trouble. Your mum and dad were in the winner's circle here on Saturday night with Max Shard. He was able to take out that uh, final uh, lead-up race for this Saturday night's Flashing Red. Max Shard, we know he's a class performer, but uh, he was awesome. So it uh, would have been a good time for the family all up on the, on the weekend. Yeah, mum and dad were pretty happy too. So he's a lovely horse, Chris. Um, you know, Luke, Luke was... He was um, elated with his win and the way he did it, you know, tracking, a, clocking a um, new record and doing it with the earplugs. And he's he's going to be set for those big races in the carnival. And um, the way his high speed is, you know, he can give the, those big races a, a run a run with those top guns. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, he's got the class, no question about it. What does the rest of the week look like for you? I know you've got to drive this afternoon. You're in the last race. Can you... Can you cause another upset there? Um, Slip the Hundy will be very hard to beat, but I drove this horse two starts ago, and he got back on really quickly run time, and he was actually still hitting the line um, pretty good, so we've got a better draw this week. I don't think he can win, but I think he can sneak into the top four anyway. Okay, we'll put him in as far as the, uh, the multi-chances are concerned. And tell me this, am I right in saying you're going to make a trip to Tamworth this week? Yeah, that's correct, Chris. Uh, just going back with my partner Emma to um, see her family and catch up with uh, Tom and Andrew. So um, I own I own one with with Tom and Andrew. So um, I thought while I'm there, I might as well have a steer on her. Okay. So have you driven at Tamworth previously? No, I haven't. It's going to be a very good experience. Okay. Okay. So that's just a bit of a hit run mission. Yeah, it is. Yeah, we're just going down for three or four days. So um, I think I've got two or three drives for, for Andrew. So it's good for them to put me on. All right. Well, hopefully that good form continues uh, like you displayed there on the weekend. Luke, really appreciate the time this morning. Again, congratulations with that win of Wee Man Trouble on Saturday night. And hopefully you can do it again throughout the carnival. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for having me. There's Luke Whitaker joining us, Steve. So he mm. caused a bit of an upset, but uh, a good result for the, uh, the Whitaker family because his mum, um, uh, Jeff and Tracy, they share in the ownership of Mac Shard. He's going to line up on, on Saturday night, the flashing red, and he's had a track record there last Saturday night. He was awesome. Chris, just in New Zealand uh, last Friday night, Sunday, Sun was beaten in the race. What was your assessment of that in the Road Cup? Uh, 
a little surprised initially, uh, but not downplaying the winner. The, the winner's an outstanding horse, and it was a, a Tony Hurley special drive there on, on Friday night with Bolt for Brilliance. So he was able to turn over what you could say is his arch rival now in Sunday Sun. It was a spectacular race, but all honours with the winner, Bolt for Brilliance. So he was really good, and no surprise, Steve, with the Auckland Cup self-assured was able to get the job done there so it looks like he's definitely going for a little bit of an ease up now he's going to have a bit of downtime the obvious target for him is going to be the new zealand cup uh, later in the year i did speak with arna donnelly after that race she prepared Kango, who ran third he went super i thought there may have been a possibility that queensland may have been on the on the radar following that performance knowing that we've got aging white Sox likely to head over but arna said that uh, her guy's been up for a while, so he's going to have some uh, downtime as well, and they're going to aim towards the New Zealand Cup mm. later in the year. I wasn't sure, to be honest, watching it when Natalie took the sit, uh, when that horse went around. I thought, oh, she made the right <laughs> yeah. decision, but anyway, she did in the end, and the horse got the money. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think you're alone thinking that. Uh, it was a, a daring move at the time, but uh, it paid dividends, so uh, that's why she's so good at what she does, mm. Natalie Rasmussen. Racetrack, Ralphie's with us. Ralphie, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. We know that the carnival is fast approaching. We had that real flavour about it on Saturday night, and it continues today. Eight races. The McCarthy Stable again in, in fours today. They've got a couple of really nice fillies stepping out, including Cover Girl and Come Say Hi. So you know the carnival's about when you're getting all of these quality performers stepping out at the midweeks as well. Yeah, that's for sure, Chris. And uh, McCarthy, they were certainly to the fore on uh, Saturday night. Yeah, no doubt about it. Where do we find your best bet? Yeah, we're going to have to be a little bit patient and wait till race seven. We're going to go with number five, General Montana. Now, he's a handy four-year-old. He's drawn the front line and has good gate speed, and I think that's going to be critical over the 1,660 there today. He's had the two runs back from a let-up, and he was, uh, he was pretty unlucky last start. That was against the informed pace of some moment somewhere at Redcliffe. Now, all of his wins have been at the creek, so the return to the bigger track is a plus, and with Brittany Graham as the pilot today, I think he's looking very hard to beat. So we're going to go race seven, number five, General Montana. Okay, so race seven, number five. That's the last leg of the daily double, and it's also a leg of the quaddy and the treble, so we might be able to go one out there with General Montana by the look of it. I certainly think so, Chris. All right, so race seven, number five, General Montana. As I mentioned, we've got the flashing red taking place this Saturday night. Another big program, 10 races. Looks like it's going to be a cracker. Uh, the flashing red, they, that's going to be a, a great race. You've got Max Shard, track record holder for the distance, Blacks of Dance, track record holder for the 1660. And I think he was very unlucky there on Saturday night. He finished right on the back of uh, Max Shard. And I think with a little bit of uh, luck in running, he might give him a big shake. Yeah. Yeah, his sectionals last week would have been enormous black sedans, no question about that, uh, given how far back he, he came from. So, yeah, that promises to be a very good race. Group 3, Flashing Red, named in honour of one of the, uh, the greatest stayers of the modern era, a two-time New Zealand Cup champion. Ralphie, really appreciate the time, and we'll see you trackside. Yep, see you there, Chris. There's Racetrack Ralphie. So his best bet today, Steve. Race seven, number five, General Montana. Just on, on the carnival news, um, we've got that feature coming through. But just from down south, Boncel Benjamin, 
I know you're keen on on the whereabouts of this guy, the Inter Dominion winner. Of course, he won that Inter Dominion on protest. He was back at the trials last Thursday night. He finished third. He's now with his uh, original owner and trainer with Steve Duffy. He had a little bit of a uh, an issue with his tendon. He hasn't been the most soundest horse throughout his career, Steve, but he trialed really well. He won't trial this week. He'll trial next week. I did ask the question of Steve, if Brisbane on the radar could be seen here during the carnival. He said it was, but he said just with that little bit of a hiccup, it's just put us back a little bit. So he said probably more unlikely than likely, but he said that next trial Thursday week, it's likely to be at Shepparton, uh, is going to be all important. But that's the update with Bombsell Benjamin. Draws are crucial for him though, aren't they, Chris? Probably yeah, needs, absolutely. Needs Gates to lead. lead horse. So mm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Steve.